This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Look, I debated pretending Valentine's Day wasn't a thing and just doing an episode and not acknowledging it in the intro because I know that as a single person, Valentine's Day is just the most in-your-face thing in the world. And I wanted you guys to be able to come and listen to this episode today and have a distraction and not have to think about being single on Valentine's Day. And I kind of did that. In the episode, we do do that. That We don't talk about Valentine's Day. This is really an episode about being single and getting through something. And it's fun and it's real and it's genuine. And it's not about Valentine's Day. But just want to give some pointers for surviving a Valentine's Day single, because I think it's really important. You know, for me, most of the Valentine's days in my life, I was single and it was a really difficult thing for me to get through. It was just a reminder of my relationship status and the fact that, you know, I didn't have somebody to love or someone to love me. And there are a few things that I did over the years that I thought were really, really helpful in surviving Valentine's Day. So, and obviously keep in mind, if Valentine's Day doesn't bother you, or if you love Valentine's Day single, fuck yeah, power to you. I love that. But for 
I imagine the large majority of those of you who struggle today, here is Valentine's Day survival guide tip one. Don't make dinner plans like you can absolutely hang out with your other single friends or, you know, even friends in relationships who their partner might be traveling for work or they're in a long distance relationship and they're not seeing their person, whatever. Just don't go out to dinner because every restaurant is just going to be filled with couples celebrating love. And because it's Valentine's Day, they're going to be all like lovey dovey and they're going to pretend that everything's perfect, even when for most of these couples, it's definitely not. But they are all getting dressed up and going out to like celebrate their love and their relationship. And so to insert yourself into a room of that is really daunting and can be really painful and can backfire, especially if you're just trying to like go and have a good night with your girls. So I would suggest don't go out to dinner. You know, you can absolutely like order in or cook a meal with your friends or go to a bar even like absolutely go to a bar on Valentine's Day because guess what? Everybody else at the bar will also be single. So go to a bar, order in, cook dinner, but do not go out to a restaurant. Tip number two, maybe this should have been tip number one, because I think it is the most important one of all. Get the fuck off of social media. Quite literally every single post on social media today is either going to be a stupid post from a brand wishing you a happy Valentine's Day or somebody posting all of the happiest moments from their relationship with a long, cheesy caption about how much they love this person and how amazing it is being with them. And I'm not saying that their relationship isn't wonderful. I'm not saying that they don't love this person and they're not loved so much. But it goes back to what Hillary Weinstein and I talked about on last week's episode, which you guys, if you have not checked out that episode, please do. It is definitely one of my favorite episodes and probably will be for a very, very long time. It is so important. It's about social media being a highlight reel and how that impacts us. But yeah, point being, everybody is just going to pretend that their relationships and their lives are perfect on Valentine's Day. And that's not the reality. And to see all of these high highs and, and these highlighted moments from other people's relationships all at once, it's just not something that our brains like we're ever meant to be exposed to and now they are on this day where we're already reminded about the fact that we're single and it's just really it can be detrimental to your mental health it can put you in a horrible mood and that's just not necessary so take the day off of social media like I cannot stress that enough and also it will feel amazing to take the day off of social media. Oh my God, any social media breaks I've ever taken have been like some of the best days and, and weeks of my life because you get to actually be present and focus on you and not get distracted by what everybody else and their moms are doing. And it's just not necessary. So stay off social media. And then my last thing I'll say is if you have a friend who you know is having a really hard time today, or maybe you have a friend who just got out of a long relationship and it's their first Valentine's Day, alone in a long time, send them flowers, pick up the phone and give them a call or plan to go on a walk with them, FaceTime them, whatever it is. I think it's really important that we all kind of make sure to support each other on Valentine's Day and know that this day can be hard for people in a lot of different ways. But the more we can show up and show our love for our friends and the people in our lives that matter, the better of a day we will all have. So recapping, don't go out to a restaurant, but go out to a bar if you'd like to. Stay off social media and support your other single friends who might be struggling today. 
amazing. Glad we covered that. Also have to give a shout out to everybody who came to the Galentine's and fuck Valentine's Day parties last week. When I tell you, like, I was so afraid that nobody was going to show up and the fuck Valentine's Day party on Friday, literally 700 people RSVP'd and like at least 400 people showed up. And I was in utter disbelief because again, like I had literally lost sleep thinking no one was going to come. And it was so much fun. And it was so amazing to meet so many of you and get to like have that time to spend with you. And I'm so proud of all of you who came alone. Like that is so incredible. And I hope you're proud of yourselves because that is not easy to do. But you did. You got out. You put yourself out there. You hopefully made friends, maybe even like exchange numbers with somebody. But just again, thank you guys for showing up and let me know if you enjoyed it. I would love to get some feedback. Um, if I end up doing it again, I think based on the turnout, I, I think I might do it again, but we'll see what happens. Just again, thank you guys. Let's celebrate a few dating wins. I love you guys for sending these in. I'm trying to actually do them every Sunday. I feel like I'm getting into a routine now with them, with doing the dating wins on Sundays and the AMAs on Fridays and still got to figure out what day I'm actually doing to see them seeing other people. And there are some other ones that have kind of fallen off the grid, but we'll get them back in the story. Um, so again, make sure you're following on Instagram, seeing other people because we do a ton of fun content stuff on there all together. First dating win, I want to shout out actually met someone and made out for the first time in over a year. That is amazing and so exciting. And I'm so glad you had that. And it sounds like it was a great experience, a great connection. And I can't wait to see if it goes somewhere. And if it doesn't, I'm still happy you had this experience. And it is absolutely, absolutely a win. So yay for meeting somebody and making out for the first time in over a year. Somebody said told a barista that he was cute and gave him my number. Okay. Hell yes. Nothing to lose in that situation. Love you for putting yourself out there like that. And I'm sure that this barista was so appreciative and felt so special because of that. So amazing. Somebody said, I got out there for the first time in months and felt the biggest shift in myself. Time off is key. Yes, you guys, this is what I'm always saying. If you are, you know, forcing yourself to go on dates and you're dreading it and it feels horrible, take time off. Dating should be fun and exciting. And people always say like, well, when will I know when it's time to get back out there? Like, trust me, you'll feel an itch and it'll feel so much better when you do. So really proud of this person for taking that time and then having a great time getting back out there. Worked up the courage to block him on Instagram. Oh my God round of freaking applause for you. This is one of the hardest things to do, but one of the most empowering and freeing things once you actually do it, because you are drawing a line in the sand, you are putting up that wall, setting that boundary. And now you can actually focus on yourself on healing and on moving forward. So really proud of you. One person submitted something that said no dating wins right now, just disappointment. And Though that's not the point of dating wins, I do want to acknowledge that and appreciate that person for sending that in because that's very real and that's very relatable and something that we've all experienced and, you know, hang in there. That's really my biggest thing is dating is filled with so many ups and downs and the highs feel so high and the lows feel so low and I promise it's not always going to feel this way. And I promise that there is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel and there will be things to be excited about. There will be positive things to come. You will meet somebody. 
But right now, I know it doesn't feel that way. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because I imagine that this person is not the only person listening or submitting dating ones right now who feels this way. So I just want to thank you for keeping it real with me. And, you know, I wanted to keep it real with you guys and not just highlight the positives because, oh, I know that dating is not all positive. But we'll end on one positive because I want to keep things light and happy right now. Somebody said, shared Spotify playlist. Music is a window into our soul. And it was quite an intimate share between us. I love that so much. And I completely agree with the music being a window into our soul. And music is such a big part of my life. And I love finding out what music somebody else listens to. And I think it can be such an incredible experience to share the songs and the artists that you love and learn what they love and you know, hear those lyrics that have changed them or that have stuck with them for so long. So that is so awesome. And and I love that you got to experience that. Okay, let's talk about today's episode. We have Erica Shea back on the pod. Erica's episode in 2022 was called Do You Really Find Love When You Least Expect It? And not only was it one of my like most favorite episodes to record, but it was also one of the most listened to episodes of last year. So obviously I had to bring Erica back. And just to catch you guys up to speed on our last episode, Erica talked about meeting her boyfriend on a bachelorette trip to Denver. And so we called him Denver guy. And, you know, she met him when she was completely carefree, being ridiculously silly and unapologetically herself and not at all setting out to meet somebody that weekend, that night in that place. And it's a really amazing episode. If you guys haven't listened to it, or if you just want a refresher, it is linked in the show notes. But Erica is back to update us on what's going on with Denver guy. And I don't want to spoil the rest. The show notes do spoil it. So don't look down if you haven't already. But without spoiling it, um, I can tell you that we spend some time answering listener questions about reaching back out to exes, how to flirt, making the first move, recently single behavior, and so much more. I'm so excited for this episode. Erica, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Everybody, thank you for listening. Don't forget to give a five-star rating and review. If you have not yet, that is a five-star rating just on Spotify. But if you're listening on Apple, if you could also take 10 seconds to just leave a nice review, it means the world and goes a really long way. I'm so excited for this episode. Let's do it. Erica Shea, welcome back to Seeing Other People. I'm so excited to be back. It's just like, it feels like the right thing. There are a few reasons that you're back. I mean, One, because we have a lot to catch up on. Things we are do. different. Yes. Things are different. Um, two, your episode was literally one of the most listened to episodes of 2022. Which I'm like really honored because like there's in no way that I'm an expert at this. I'm actually really bad at this. So and this being dating. So I mean, <laughs> I the, yeah, my entire singlehood was a disaster. But I think it's supposed think, to be. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're not learning along the way. Um, So that's reason number two. And reason number three, I think it's become a pattern that you guys are learning about me that I just like meet all of my friends on the internet. And Erica and I, we were like close before, like when the last time we recorded, but now I just feel like you're a part of me. No, now I will. And like, we'll get into all this more, but like something large happened in my life. And you were literally one of the first 10 people I told because I was like, I need to tell Lana. So... You know, it's like before I was like kind of nervous. I was like, oh, man, what if we don't like vibe like we think we're going to? And now it's just, you know, catching up with a friend. Yeah. And for the record, guys, we still have not met in person. No, no. I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, we're still in a long distance Internet relationship. 
So I love long distance relationships. So <laughs> speaking of, yeah. So last time you were here, you uh-huh. were talking about Denver guy who you met on a bachelorette trip. Yes. A really good story. Met him on a bachelorette trip, whirlwind. He asked me to change my flights. I stayed. I was going to say we fell in love. Not necessarily. I really, really developed a really strong feelings for him. And right before I was on last time, he was about to come to a wedding with me. Um, He came to the wedding, crushed it. Everyone in my family, all my friends loved him. We were together for six or sorry, not even. Yeah. Six more weeks. And then we broke up. I know. Sad. Oh, everybody with me. Yeah. And like, I can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can talk about it like fine now, but literally if you had asked me a month ago, I would have turned into tears. So we're doing good. Good is, yeah, no, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, It's been a long journey to get here. So I think if people are like, how is that possible? My... (laughs) Ironically, you and I had taped the episode a couple, you know, six weeks prior to it coming out. We literally broke up four days after it was released. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that I was, was like, oh, good. This is yeah, awkward. <laughs> perfect. No, I was and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't regret anything I said. I don't regret how I handled any of the situation. I always want to move forward in my life with the same amount of like love that I moved forward with in that relationship. Um, honestly, it came down to long distance and yeah. Yeah. So what, what happened? Like how did the breakup begin? Oh, so we never really fought like weren't really a fighting couple. It was like the most, it was like, Hey, could you text me more often? Cause like, you know, we're in different cities and that was getting challenging, I guess. But he had not made plans to come see me after a trip. And that was always my thing was like, I want to leave every trip with the next trip booked. I would be the same. Completely understandable. And kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And I finally had to start kind of, I, I I know what it was nagging. Like kind of being like, hey, like why haven't we booked this next trip? Like what, you know, what's going on? And we actually had booked... I was going out there like a month later, but he was supposed to come to me in between those times. And ultimately, I don't, you know, you say what happened? I don't know because we were kind of going back and forth about the trip. And then I answer a face. He texts me one Friday. I was like, oh, you're already home from work? And I was like, yep. And he FaceTimes me and just says, like, literally, I'm like, blah, 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 like going on my FaceTime. And he's like, hey, I can't do a long distance relationship. And I, I'm not a speechless person. I just sat there in silence for probably 45 seconds, which is, has to be the scariest reaction yeah. from someone like me. Um. And then it ended up being a five-hour FaceTime of breaking up, which um, I do not recommend. <laughs> what happened in those five hours? As I'm God. curious, because I also have been broken up over FaceTime. Yeah. Twice, actually. God. Oh, me too, actually. This is my second. With One was with a different person. Um, it was a lot of trying to figure out, on my end, I think, how I could have fixed it. And it just we're realizing that like 
he was like, it's not you. It doesn't have to do with you. It doesn't have to do with our relationship. It's the fact that he's like, I'm not someone who can be in a long distance relationship. Um, he had a lot of like, I think reality checks in the time between we became official because we did become official. Remember in that episode, I was like, yeah. if he's not my boyfriend, but he was um, at, at the wedding is when it happened. And and it was like in between that wedding and becoming official and like being like, let's really do this. And the time we broke up, I think he had a lot of like work reality checks with how little he was actually going to be able to travel. He had some life stuff that I won't get into because it's his personal stuff that I think just kind of made him realize he wasn't going to be ready to move within a year. And he didn't feel like he, we were going to be able to see each other enough to the point where he would be comfortable with me ever saying like, I'm ready to move. Um, yeah. Do I think that is a little bit of a cop out? 100%. I think at the end of the day, he wasn't ready. He thought he was. He wasn't. And it's such a bummer because I was so all in like. I had never been more ready for something in my life. And yeah, it's just like, it, it was literally like, it felt like right person, wrong time. And I don't know if I believe in that, but that's what it felt like. It's so tough because I've been there too, where like I was a hundred percent in. In fact, I would have been 200% in if it could overcompensate and make up for their yes. being 80% or their being one foot in one foot out. I'm like, well, that's Okay. Like right. I will, I will do the extra. I will go the extra mile. I will get on the plane yeah. three times for every one time that you do. And in reality, that's not fair I and know. that's not right. And that will never work. No. And that's the shitty part. Like no matter how badly you want it to work, it takes two to tango. And I give him so, I mean, my friends listening to this will be like, stop giving him credit. But the thing is, he is, was a great human. There's nothing like he handled it very maturely. And I give him credit because he could have let me continue to fly out there and make it really easy for him. There was not, mm -hmm. you know, like there was he to this, not to this day, we don't speak, but he like was like, there is no one else. This isn't about anyone else. I promise. Like, I'm not dating. I don't want to date. Like, this yeah. isn't about that. Um, and so, yeah, he could have had me come out twice a month. I totally would have done it. You know, it, right. finances weren't the issue on that end. So, like, we could have done that and he could have just gone along and let me totally fall in love. But he – it was, like, the week of the breakup, he just knew he couldn't handle it and he couldn't see it going long term. And I, I really am thankful that he was like, I'm going to end this before we both get hurt even more. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, 
and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across, and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. And that's something that it's tough to do, but it is that type of situation where the longer he would have put it off for, the more it would have hurt you. Oh my gosh. I was distraught at the time it happened and it was early on. So I'm really thankful to him. And I don't know if I've actually like said those words to him like, hey, I'm really thankful that you did this when you did because I was so hurt when it happened. Um, but it's just proof. And if looking back at that time, it makes me really happy that I believe I'm choosing better people for myself now because that was such a mature way to handle things. Like at the end of the day, we both were mature adults in the relationship and it was some, that's something I hadn't really experienced before. Yeah. And that is amazing to look back and and realize that. And I'm curious, you know, though it was short-lived, though it didn't end the way you wanted it to, what did you learn from this experience? Oh, I do not know. (laughs) I Let me tell you, let me say something. The reason I ask this is because I once was really struggling to get over somebody like months had gone by and I was still like crying about this guy every day. And I got coffee with uh, this person who was a coworker at the time. And I was like, I don't just don't know why I can't start to move on. Like, I feel like so much time has gone by and I've made zero progress. And she said something so profound to me. And she said, well, did you figure out what you learned from the relationship Mm. yet? And I'm like, no. And she's like, you're not going to be able to fully move on until you figure that out. And that was like, yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Cause often we don't think of it that way. We just are able to look back a couple years later and be like, oh, I learned, you know, these are the red flags or whatever. Right. I think I learned more about myself. Like I learned about the ability or the capacity I have to love is like, I just had been so poorly treated before that I wasn't sure how much I had to give to people. And uh, it turns out it's still all of it. Um, No one took anything away from me. But something that in the healing I learned, um, because I do think I've started to move on and like I'm fully open to trying to date. Well, yeah, you've gone on dates. Yeah, I've gone on dates. I'm kind of taking a breather right now because it was getting rough, but I'm open to meeting someone in the wild, whatever it is. But the thing in healing that I learned that I had never been able to give up the control of in past breakups before was like, if someday it's meant to be, then someday it's meant to be. If he wants to walk back into my life, he can figure out how to do that. And I'm not going to sit around and wait for it. And I'm also not going to try and force it because that's not reality. So maybe I still have things to learn from the relationship. Oh, well, also maybe not move so fast. I think that was maybe (laughs) something I need to learn in general. But um, I learned a lot about handling breakups in a more healthy way. And like, my God, I hope I never have to go through another one. But I think it's a good thing to know how to do. Yeah. And how to do gracefully. Yeah. And, and there were moments of non-grace in this one. Uh, like there there were those few, but yeah. much better than in the past. <laughs> you, you didn't like get on another plane to Denver to go like knock at his door and say God, like, no. 
let's make this work. Right, right. No, no. The most I did was be like, "You, sh- we should see each other, you know? And he was like, we can't. No. Like, he was yeah. like, it was never the seeing each other that was the problem. It was the being apart. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess thinking about the like taking it slower, I'm someone who falls instantly. And as much as I think I like that about myself, I think it's good to be like, open and give your heart and like not be so fearful yeah I also think you can do both at the same time you can be like oh man here we go we're slipping down the slope but also hold on to some of your own control of what's happening and make sure you're reading all the signs and make sure that you're both ready before fully diving in and meeting your family absolutely I I also think it's beautiful that you can walk away from the situation and, and say like I'm proud of how I handled this and I now know what it's like to be treated well. And that's actually what I took away once that my coworker had said that to me, like, that's what I was able to take away was I now know how I want to be treated, even though towards the end, it wasn't how I wanted to be treated, but that's because it was the beginning of the end. Yeah. I learned what it was like to actually be treated by somebody who gives a shit and somebody who wanted me to be happy and wanted to treat me the way I deserved. And that when I realized that I was like, wow, okay, now I know what I won't accept because I now know what it's like to have that. And I think that almost makes the getting over so hard because you're like, no, but it was this incredible thing. It was beautiful, but yeah. And now I know, but what if I never get it again is something I ask myself. And it's challenging to think like, well, this person at one point did want to give me that Mm -hmm. what changed to make them not. And sometimes it's just life. Yeah. And that, sucks and you didn't change and I didn't change. And sometimes it just isn't like meant to be, or it isn't meant to be in that moment. Right. And currently I'm in the like, maybe it just wasn't meant to be now space. And I think in another month, I'll be even further from it because I don't think it's necessarily healthy to truly feel like, no, that was a per here. Actually, I have a question for you. Do you believe in like soulmates in terms of the one? I, I don't. Here's the thing. And I think I used to like the idea of the one, especially with certain people I'd meet. I'd be like, they're the one, like we were meant to be together. Like, I think that there are different ones at different points in your life. Yes. And it's about finding the one at the point in your life where you're ready and they're also ready and you're both in the right place and it can work there couldn't possibly be one human being on this planet made for me because if I lived in Mississippi, I'm not going to meet the one person that was made for me. If I lived in Istanbul, right. Right? There's not one human There's being. No way. <laughs> I know. It's not, it's not like me and this person's souls were meant to meet on this subway platform when we're both traveling and backpacking through Europe, which I would never right. do to be like, you know, like there can't, there is not, I, I, there is not one person on this planet for me. Right. But I found the person for me that I love so much and have created a amazing partnership and life with. But we always say, Jake and I always say, had we met six months before, it would not have worked out. Yes. Yes. So I was talking to my therapist about this and she was saying, she's like, because I'm like a very hopeless romantic. Like I want to have the story. And that was part of 
why this breakup was so yep. hard. As I was like, this was the best story. How could this best not be cute. the one? And it was literally the best Miku of my life and probably always will be. And that's fine. Um, but then we were talking about like the concept of that takes all the power away from you because it makes you stay in situations of being like, no, this is my one. And it's like, no, it's not the one. <laughs> so that is also something I've learned recently is like, it doesn't mean it was a bad relationship. It doesn't mean it didn't mean anything. They could be the love of your life in the sense of the most like powerful, passionate, fiery love, but they still aren't the person you want to share your life with. Yeah. Actually, my uh, a former therapist of mine, um, he would always tell me because and I saw him when I was going through like one of my really tough breakups and I would talk about like, how could I ever like not love this person in hindsight or like mm -hmm. this person's so meaningful to me, like, but we're not, we're not ending up together. Like, what do I do with that? He's like, I love my wife, but there are also people who I will always have love for yes. and who I will always love, but they're not my wife who I'm in love with. And, yeah. and they're not you're the person allowed that you to wanna, have that. Yeah. Yes. Like they're share not the person you want to share your life with, build a life with, have kids with yeah. like, and I think taking some of that power out of like former relationships, really, he's the only one I look back and I'm like, what if I missed the boat? And it's like, no, 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 you're never going to miss the boat because. Right. Well, it's also, it's so new. Like now I don't look back at those people like that. I no. look back at those people like, wow, they fucking ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. I hope I <laughs> obviously, never. Obviously Denver guy did not. No, he didn't ruin my <laughs> no life. life ruining here. No, but right. You know, when we're like so caught up in things, we're like, oh my God, how could we ever get over it? And it's like, yeah, you just do like, you just figure it out, I guess. Um, I don't remember why I asked about soulmates, but it was just on your I mind. Don't know. Yeah, you just well, it was just—it was somewhere in an answer to something, and um, I don't know. But it, it is such a weird concept, and it's a new concept for me to think about. Like that—that's just taking away your own power. Do you still believe? Because this was a big topic of our previous episode. Hmm. Do you still believe you find love when you least expect it? I remember what I said. I was like, I hate as a single person, you hate hearing that. Um, I believe it's harder for you to find it when you're really actively looking for it. So yes, I think if you need it, Barkley's part of the chat now. Um, I think if you're, if you need a relationship, that probably means you actually really need to work on something else. And so yeah. once you get to the point of not needing it, it just enters your life. Yeah, honestly. So I'm working on me right now because I don't, I, I just know that like, I can't, I can't do it without being really happy with me. I love that. And I think there is so much truth to what you had said before, where it's like, you met him when you were being completely shamelessly yourself. Yes. Being silly with your friends out on a bachelorette party, not having any expectation. You didn't go to the oh. bar that night saying, I want to meet someone. You went and you were completely wholeheartedly yourself. And that's yeah. what attracted somebody to you. Right. And honestly, like <laughs> deep, dark secret here. I had like just gotten a num another guy's number and was like texting him to come meet us at that bar when I met Denver guy. Like there was, I, he, it was nothing. So and I've thought about that recently. I was I went out last weekend and I was like kind of like went out with like maybe I'll meet someone. It's like that's not how that works. It's just yeah. not. Go You're out. You're never and gonna have meet fun. someone. 
you're never going to meet someone with that mindset of no. I want to meet someone tonight. No, unless it's like literally just a hookup. Like, sure, yeah. you can kind of make that happen. But like, uh, it's getting too old for that, yeah. you know? I want us to talk about something that I love this acronym and I'd never heard it before, but you talked about it on your podcast. Guys, go oh, listen acronym. to Oversharing with Erica Shea. RSB. Oh, Recently my God. single behavior. Oh my Let's God. get into it. RSB <laughs> is such a journey. Okay. RSB, yeah. Recently single behavior. It is, there's so many forms of it, but it is that moment when you notice that someone has started posting like way more selfies or way more stories on their Instagram and you're like, what's going on? And then you check their Instagram and you're like, all oh, the photos of the boyfriend are deleted. Like that is RSB. Boys, boys, men posting photos from the gym is major RSB. Um, cutting your hair. I literally chopped my hair off after the breakup. RSB. Uh, getting bangs, major RSB. And generally just when you notice that someone is out and about a lot more, it's RSB. But I don't actually think, I don't think RSB is a bad thing. It's not. I think it's I, part of the journey. It helps you move on. And on it's like, for me, it was a really fun period. Um, I had never been more drunk in my life than during my RSV period. And I am paying for that now. <laughs> I'm literally like, okay, it's time to take a breather. Um, like everyone else is going sober right now because it's trendy to become sober now. And yeah. you're just And I was like, out. balls <laughs> to the wall, baby. <laughs> um, oh, also RSV is when you're like randomly making out with a lot of men. So I did that. Are you on saying a, that is that was a I, part of your journey? I not making out on a I, boat. I, I, kissed, in a Santa costume. I kissed a man on a boat in a Santa costume and I did not remember that it happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> My friends had RSP to tell me that. Right it. there for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, I actually encourage RSB because also if what you need is a little more validation from people on Instagram, Go ahead and get that validation. That's what Instagram basically is anyway, right? Like post the hot selfies, look extra good, go out with your girls, let people tell you you're so hot. Like it, it, we all need it sometimes. It doesn't hurt anyone else for you to no, do that. No, don't like – um maybe don't uh, sleep with a ton of people and like, you know – Unless, yeah, that could end up backfiring. Right? I'm like, Honestly, could, like, like, that could end up making you feel bad. That could make you feel bad about yourself. Yes. Avoid things that make you feel bad about yourself. Um, I yeah. also went on like two dates in my RSB period and it was definitely too soon. None of them panned out into anything. One was awful. Um, but it was nice to like feel that like putting myself out there energy again and like this is what it's like to have a nice conversation with a man again. Um, so I encourage it. Just don't like jump into a new relationship or something like that. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. 
I think there's something to that. And and this is something that I experienced. And let me know if you had a similar response. But I went to drinks with somebody in my dark days after my dark brutal, days. brutal breakup. Um, and it was like networking drinks hmm. that a friend set up. And we ended up like just hitting it off. And I couldn't tell him like, is this just networking drinks? Are we flirting? I don't really know. Yeah. But it was like for 45 minutes straight, I didn't think of the guy who had just broken my heart. And I, at the same time, had this thought of like, wow, there are other guys out there and I'm going to be okay. Isn't that the best feeling? Um, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say I've like gone on a date that felt like that just yet. Um, <laughs> but one of my dates, have I told you the story of my worst date ever on text? You told me about the one with the guy who you previously knew. Oh, no, no, not you that have. one. Um, okay. No, this one, this guy was like, we texted for a couple of days. Actually, it was like a week leading up because it was right after Christmas. And um, so over Christmas, we had texted because I was out of town. Whatever, it gets pushed off. I just don't recommend texting for that long before because we like thought we knew each other. I sit down and I immediately am like, this is not it. And then it just progressively gets worse. He's like a brand snob. He's like making jokes about his money, which is just not me. I'm just not into that. Um, And then leaving the day, I'd made it very clear I was ready to go home. And then we're walking in the car and he's like, well, do you want to go somewhere else and get another drink? And I'm like, no, like I've made this very clear. And then- he beeps his car and goes, well, do you want to check out my car then? And I was like, no. no. Like, no. Shut and it was a nice car, off. which is why he wanted to show it off. But I'm like, I'm good. I literally said, I laughed and said no and got in my car and left. Because I was oh like, my God. what? And we never spoke again. So that was good. Um, do you want to come check out my car instead or what? Like, I also want to point out to any man who's listening to this, I under- maybe that's what you think is a good line. Maybe the girl's really into no, cars. No, it's not. It's a terrible line. Don't. Do not drop that line. Unless she has blatantly expressed her interest in, in cars. In your car. She yeah. doesn't give a shit. And also, do you want to check out my car is either I'm going Creepy. to kill you I'm going to try and make a move on you and maybe that's not the time. Or truly, do you want to check out my car? Which the answer is no. <laughs> so like the three <laughs> options are bad. <laughs> I would rather do anything than check out your car. Literally quite anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I left. I'd rather stay in left. traffic for 45 minutes at a red light that is just not changing, but be afraid to go through the red light, even though there are no cars coming, yes. just because I'm afraid that I'm going to get in trouble for going through the red light that's broken. Then look yes. at your car. That was very well put. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so no, I haven't felt that like excitement for a guy. Well, I had like a brief excitement for a guy, which is no longer, but, um, I just, I do realize, like, I recognize that there's good guys out there still maybe, and I'm just still trying to find them. (laughs) It's a journey. It is. But that is the best feeling when you're out and about and you're like, that guy's hot. And then you're like, did I just say that to myself? Like, did I just acknowledge that? Yeah, and then it's like, wait, I'm allowed to say this. I'm single. Ooh, right. okay. Maybe maybe he's thinking this about me. Like, okay, right. this is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a fun feeling to bounce back with. Well, many more feelings like that to be had in your future. God, please I send them my way. Into, I want to get into listener questions. Okay. Because I love the Erica advice. And I feel like you have a lot of... 
not only hindsight, but like you have learned a lot from your own dating experiences. Yes. And I just love your input. So Thank you. the first one I have is, and this is on the topic of breakups. Okay. Is it ever okay to acknowledge you made a mistake by breaking up with somebody? Oof. I guess only if you fully intend to be ready to be in a relationship with them. But if if you're like 10 years down the road and one or both of you are married or with new partners, no, because that's not fair to your partner. It's not fair to their partner. And it's not going to do any good unless you are both single and you're like, we should be together. I agree. Also, for the record, I... acknowledge to yourself and acknowledge to people is different. You can acknowledge anything to yourself. Yeah. I think it's important to like have that awareness to acknowledge mm-hmm. it to yourself and it's okay to admit that it's okay right. to accept that. But yeah, if, if you recognize that that person is completely moved on and living their life, maybe it's unfair and yeah. selfish to insert yourself back in. Right. Um, but if you know that they're single, if you know that, you know, they wish things went differently, it's okay to yeah. reach out and acknowledge that. But you have to really be careful with your expectations with doing that. Are you doing it because you genuinely just want to get that off your chest and let mm-hmm. them know? Or are you doing it with the intent of, well, maybe they will say, I miss you and I want you back. And then you're put in the position to your point that you started with, like, unless you are 1000%, like you want to be in a relationship with this person right. now. Because what if you say that and they actually do want you back and, and then, then suddenly you're like, oh, but I just wanted you to know I made a mistake. Like, I'm still not there. You yeah, know, you really no, have to no, be no. careful. Like if any of my exes came to me today, obviously I'm single, right? So they have the, in what we just said, the right to. But if any of them came to me today and were like, I made a mistake, but I'm not ready. I would literally hunt them down and kick them really hard in the shins. Like I, <laughs> I wouldn't kill them, but like that would be not okay. Yeah. It's just, it's not fair. It's like you already had to go through the process of grieving the relationship and yeah. moving on and, and healing from it. So yeah, I think it really depends, but, but you have to figure out your expectations and, and your yes, reasoning for it. For sure. Another one on the topic of breakups. Um, and this came in from a Instagram Q and a last week and I, I didn't get to answer it during the Q and a, but I really wanted to, um, I want to ask my ex to meet. I broke up with him around four and a half years ago. It feels like he's the one that got away. Four and a half years? Uh, okay. There's a couple of things here. If you have any form of contact, if there's Instagram story replies, occasional texts, happy birthdays, although Alana tells you never, ever text next or happy birthday. Um, if there is some communication... I think it would be okay. However, again, if they're in a relationship, back the F off. It's not fair. Um, but if you if they're not and there's some communication, four and a half years is a really long time. I just think you're probably romanticizing the idea of that relationship more than what it actually could be at this point. Um, but I'm trying to think if I've hung out with exes years later. Not necessarily. But I don't think it's always a bad thing. I just think you better not expect it to be like you getting back together. Yeah. I've thought about this one a lot. <laughs> and I feel like it almost feels like it's something you need to get off your chest. Okay. 
if you're feeling this way, like if you can't stop thinking about it, I, I almost think like seeing them, like asking to meet for coffee or a walk or lunch, like it might actually make you realize that they're not the one that got away. Right. They're not this person that you put on a pedestal. Cause you've been romanticizing them to your point right. for four and a half years now. And again, like if you're single four and a half years later, maybe part of that is like, well, maybe if I had not broken up with this person, mm-hmm. then I would still be with them and I wouldn't be single and having to deal with modern dating and dating apps and all this shit that I hate. Yeah. But do you believe in the one that got away? Um, uh, I believe I can be the one that got away. (laughs) I don't don't really believe that I have one that got away because I don't really let people go unless I'm really ready to. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that people make decisions that they truly believe are right. And if at some point you really, really believed that was right and it's like still haunting you, yeah, try to think back to why you broke up with them. But what is, what's your stance on like, say this person's ex has, is in a relationship? Do you still think that maybe no. they should get, no. Yeah. Cause like write it down in a letter that you don't send. Right. Like get it out of your system, whatever way you need, but it's not fair to them. No. And it's not fair to their partner. Yeah. So. And it's not fair to you. I know. Like, just let it go. At that point, just let it go. Just, I think it's like, that point goes all the way back to like what we talked about earlier. It's like, you're probably sitting there thinking like, this was my one. And it's like, it's not your one. If it wasn't meant to be, or if it was meant to be, you'd you'd figure it out by now. But it's not your one. So move on. Find your now one. Find your new one. (laughs) Okay. What do I do if I keep matching with the same girl and she never responds? I feel like this is a situation we've all been in. Yeah, I actually, I know I have. Like with, with very specific people on dating apps where I would see them on every app right. and repeatedly match with them and then there would be no conversation. This one guy likes me or like, yeah, likes me on Hinge. I mean, once a month. It's like getting to the point where I'm like, I you we've messaged once and he was so annoying that I unmatched him. And now he's still like, I don't think he remembers. Um I actually, okay, so I said to you, like, oh, I'm taking a break from dating. That's not entirely true. I swipe a little bit, and I just matched with a guy two nights ago, and I realized, I was like, we've matched before. So I just messaged him and was like, I think we've matched somewhere else before. And he was like, yeah, I thought you looked familiar. I went back to my – so that was on Bumble. I went back to my Hinge, and I had just never responded to a message, like, without thinking about it. So then I told him that. I was like, it looks like I was the last one who didn't answer, so let's, like, hope you can forgive me, whatever. So I think if you keep matching, it, I mean, if you keep messaging, then she's probably just not interested. But yeah, I mean, look, Jake and I had matched a few times before we actually started talking. I know. And this um, baffles, like blows my mind. No, me too. It's mind blowing. Yeah. So you guys like look at your matches and the people you haven't messaged or responded to. Yeah. But, like I um, wish I had responded to this guy a month ago versus right. now. Yeah. I think if you continuously match with somebody and you are messaging them and they never respond, don't waste your time anymore. Don't waste your likes. Yeah. They're, yeah. yeah, Don't waste your likes. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your likes. Like it's just not worth it. I think it's a different situation if you keep matching with somebody and nobody's said anything or like you've gotten into conversations and they've never turned into a date. What I would do the next time you match with them is just say 
this one line, say something like, are we going to keep doing this or should we finally grab a drink? Yes. Brilliant. Love it. And if they play dumb and they're like doing what? You know what? They're, they finally respond. You could be like, oh, I think we've matched a few times. Right. Great. You got like, a response out of yeah. them. You can see what comes from it now. But exactly. Uh, something it is a weird direct game. of like, let's quit doing this and like, right. let's go see if we like each other in person. Yeah. Otherwise, well, just move. On. Don't waste more you don't of your know time. Them, like, don't waste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Another one. Actually, there was a lot of breakup themes here. Perfect. I had my heart broken seven years ago, and I still wish things had turned out differently. Maybe that's lame, but what do I do? I mean, I I wish all my relationships that ended did end differently. Not necessarily that I'm still with them, but the breakups were brutal, or I got cheated on, or, you know, all the things. So I think you just have to accept that, like, it is what it is. However it ended probably sucked, but you are better than letting yourself sit like this for the rest of your life. And maybe you write a letter to yourself, to your seven years ago self and be like, here's all the things that are going to change for you in those seven years. Here's all the ways your life are gonna imp- is going to improve. And focus on those things now. And then also maybe focus on figuring out how to put yourself out there more and like have more fun because maybe you're just like lacking something that was happening in your life at that time. But focus on the things that have changed for the better. Yeah. I love that idea of writing a letter to yourself. Like here's all the things that are going to happen over the next seven years. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. Like we spend so much time and energy talking badly to ourselves because of our relationship status or because Mm -hmm. it didn't work out with this person who we thought was incredible. And we put so much emphasis on putting other people on pedestals, but we never put ourselves on a pedestal. Like you're probably not, here's the thing. You're not the same person that you were seven years ago. And nor are they. (laughs) Yeah. Nor are they. And so you might be thinking like they are this like godly figure that can do no wrong that even though they broke your heart, they're still this perfect specimen. You have to change that narrative and you have to think back to all of the things that weren't working about it, whether it's seven Mm -hmm. years ago or seven days ago or seven weeks ago, like there's a reason it didn't work out. Right. And you probably became an even better version of yourself in your healing process. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we all like learn things about ourselves. We all grow in such a good way. Unless you've like really, I don't know what you would have done that would have gone negative. So you just have to really focus on the positives And just let it go from there. I know letting it go is really hard, but I think the more that you can just like focus on what makes you happy without them, the better off you are. Yeah, absolutely. This is a cute one. I try to flirt more, but then I panic and forget how to speak. What do I do? Oh, I'm not the queen of this. I'm so mean to every man that I try to flirt with. I'm just mean. You're mean? I'm mean. I don't know how to be nice. because I would have thought you'd be like a flirty girl. Um, but maybe you're by being mean. I would say I might be a flirty girl, but I think I'm just mean to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Does that work? It's, it has. Yeah. And then sometimes it backfires and people will ask my friends like, Hey, did I piss your friend off? And they're like, Oh, that, yeah, no, she just thinks you're cute. Um, I don't know. Can you give me flirting lessons? Do you have any tips? Well, here's what I would say is if, this person's thing specifically said like, then I panic and forget how to speak when I try and flirt more. I would focus less on the speaking. Like 
talk how you normally would pretend they're yeah. a friend, like talk the way you would talk. Don't focus on like adding words in or phrasing things differently. You're talking about certain subjects, like make it more about your body language. Are you like yeah. turning towards them? Are your arms crossed or are they open? Like make sure your phone is away. Like you can play with your hair. You can like laugh and touch their knee, like focus more on that because people pick up on that so and true. they'll likely reciprocate it, which will make you feel even more comfortable in it. And you won't even be thinking about what you're saying because it'll just be flowing. Yeah, exactly. Also, no, no, this is not a move I recommend. Oh, the, okay. What not to do? What not to do? Let's hear it. No, just no, as no, important. It has worked for me almost every time. Sometimes you just got to be direct. There, I have literally looked people in the eyes and been like, so are you going to kiss me or? And they're always oh, like. I said that. Yeah, but I feel like it's too often that I do this. Um, but it always works. So. It works, work. When you get to the point where you're doing the body language and they're reciprocating, go in for the kill, baby. <laughs> I mean, hey, why not? I like. I actually like that. Yeah. I like being direct. I mean, yeah. And and this is something. And I actually don't know. Maybe I've told this on the podcast. I mentioned that I made the first move with kissing Jake. Oh, you it was did? the end. The end of our second date. So I I kissed him. Okay. I made that move. I told said I love you first. And I said to him, are you going to ask me to be your girlfriend already or what? To which he thought you were. To which he thought yeah. I was. Yeah. So, hmm. um, so yeah, you really end, like pushed the yeah. pedal forward. It was the end of our first date. Sorry, we didn't kiss on the first date. Okay. And then it was the end of our second date and we had not kissed yet. And we had talked about our first kisses and how they happened. Not with each other, like in life. Oh, I was like, and, what? <laughs> and no, we didn't talk about the first kiss that the two of us had not yet shared. Yeah, I was no. like, weird. But okay. he had told me how like he was at sleepaway camp or something. And he like did that like joking line where it's like, if you were a pirate, would your parent be on this shoulder or that shoulder? And, like how you like stretched his arm out to like tap the other shoulder and then like kissed. Okay. And so... It's literally, he came over to my apartment for our second date because our first date was 20 degrees out in the cold. It was during COVID. We yes. had to eat at, outside at restaurants. It was February. So we came over and we're like getting, he's getting his coat on, like ordered the Uber and no. we still haven't kissed. And I'm like, we, something's we got to happen here. Yeah. Like I'm going away for three weeks. I'm not going to see this guy. Like, like if I don't kiss him now, <laughs> it's never going to happen. Exactly. So I literally said, I was like, before you go, I have a question for you. And he's like, what? And I'm like, if you were a pirate, would your no. parent be on this shoulder or this? And I did it. And then I like leaned in and kissed him. That's so. the cutest. Uh, no, you didn't tell me this. This is so cute. I don't think oh I've ever God. talked about it on the podcast. Oh my God. I love that. Like, See, I'm kind of adorable. Yes, you are. See, that's way better flirting than me. I'm just like, well, we go and do this or what? Like, <laughs> I don't have any game, but that's adorable. Um, you, So you can try that line, anybody, if you're yeah. struggling to... Go with Alana's line. Find like, that I, moment. Yeah. And that's something, you know, a, a friend of mine just went on a third date with somebody and they haven't kissed yet. And she's like confused about that. And yeah. I'm like, well, here's the thing. Like sometimes there people wait really long to find like the perfect moment. And there isn't a perfect moment, no. especially like if you're sharing a cab home, if you finish at a restaurant and you're getting a taxi, like suddenly the taxi's there, your Uber is there. And then what are you going to like awkwardly make out outside the car? Like it's awkward. Are you going to do it on a street corner? Like we have all done it, but it's really freaking awkward. This is such, you just, you are such a New York girl. If you're sharing a cab home, if you're waiting for a taxi, I was like, sorry. Well, these are, are New York things. Okay, yes. sorry. If you're 
you're walking to the car in the parking lot. It's like, or are you awkwardly going to like Uber or right. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? It's awkward. I mean, um, I've had <laughs> this, this, I got made fun of for this, but like, I think I once gave an example, like, like I've been walked home before and then it's like my doormen were watching. Oh, yeah. And like, that's, that's freaking awkward. Um, yeah, no, that is awkward. Cause then you're like, then someone just saw like the stumble of it. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Um, so point being, there isn't always a moment. You just no. have to make the moment. You just go for it. My first kiss ever was in my, I was six, 15 or 16. I was in my best friend's house with my then boyfriend and it was on Taylor Swift's birthday. And it was like, you know, it's finally just time to do it. Um, Are you a kiss on a first date person? Like, do you, do, do you believe it's a good thing or a bad thing? Or I, I think he, neither here nor there. It's it's okay. nothing. If there if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I'm not like we didn't kiss. It's doomed. They're like okay. similar thing. Like there just wasn't the moment, or neither of us were like bold enough to make the move. Right. Um. I've had great first dates where we did kiss. I've had great first dates where we didn't kiss. I've had horrible first dates where they tried to kiss me and I felt really awkward, so I kissed them back. Right. Um, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Yeah. And and even I even had a guy say like say like I'd really like to kiss you if that's okay. Did you say and no? And like I didn't have it in me to say no, so I was like, of course. Oh no, I'd be like I I don't know. I'd be like, I take it slow, even I, though I don't. Yeah, like I feel but. like like we just spent two hours together, like you just bought me like two cocktails, like you spent a hundred dollars <laughs> on this night and like you walked me to my subway stop. Like, who am I to say no? I mean, <laughs> but then it's, but then, but here's the you problem. You are allowed to. No, I, I know. But then here's the problem is then after when I got, get the text of like, I'd love to see you again. Then yes. my no is more me. It's like, it, it, it it's, hurts more probably. And it's confusing. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's, I'm like definitely someone, I don't know a first date that I haven't kissed on, um, in my adult life, at least like I just, I, to me, I'm like, that's a good sign of a good first date. Um, a lot of dates after, though, that I've been ghosted, even after they kissed me and been like, oh, thank goodness. Like, I mean, so it's not really a good it's indicator. It's not a, a – But yeah, to tell, have, tell uh, Jake, Jake, who was on your podcast, not your boyfriend, Jake, he was like, eh, I don't really think a first date kiss means anything. And I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, I think it either happens or it doesn't. Yeah. It's so funny because also nobody asked about – kissing and we just had a conversation about it but okay um I'm confused a guy asked for a second date on the first date we set it up had to cancel he said he'll tell me when he sees me next um wait said he'll tell me when he sees me yes next okay so he had to cancel said he'll like reach out again she said okay let me know what you're thinking and he said sounds good and then nothing so hmm. he asked, they were on the first date. He asked for a second date. Then he had to cancel, said he'll reschedule. She said, okay, let me know when. And then he never rescheduled. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. And it's either the guy notices they're not ready or someone's reentered their life or they matched with someone else on a dating app. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think it's, you it's can likely blame. not about you. No. It, and it almost never has to do with you, honestly. Yeah. Um, it sucks. I would say if you've literally not reached out since, feel free to send one more like, hey, do you still want to get together sometime? Totally. But frankly, if he wanted 
too. And I'm not saying this, the saying that you hate. Mm, I'm saying if he wanted to see you again, he wouldn't have just forgotten. But sometimes men need a little push. So I'm not against reaching out one more time. I'd say reach out one more time, but if you already have, then move on. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one more. Okay. This isn't a question, but it's just relatable. It says feeling like I'm never in all caps, never going to find my person. Oh, when I tell you one of the last, I was texting my best friend last night and I said, are we sure that I'm not going to be alone forever? That was just all I said. I say that to her like twice a week. Um, that feeling sucks. And I don't really have a solution for that. I literally have started to think about the next 10 years of my life. And this is like kind of sad, but I'm like, if I never find my partner, if it just isn't working out for me, I'll move near one of my sisters. I'll move near one of my best friends and they will be my family and their kids will be part of my life. And that'll be that. Like it, I've gotten to the point of like almost accepting that like maybe it's not going to happen for me. This is so sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'm like, I have to figure out how I can be okay with it, with myself really, if it doesn't come about. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, here's the thing is I think figuring that out is a really important piece to the puzzle. Yeah. Because it goes back to not putting too much pressure on yourself, on a night out, on a date, on a match, on a like. On a soulmate. Yeah, on a soulmate. And I mean, here's the thing. It's like, that's the most relatable statement in the world. I feel like like I'm never going to find my person. Like, I thought that. You think that up until the moment. Probably 95% of my thoughts were that. Yes. And then it all changes in a day. Like, it literally can change in a day. And, All it takes is one. Right. Um, I was actually just DMing, and not even someone I know very well, but we were talking about, oh, I posted something on my story that was like friends are soulmates too. And she had this story about, you know, friendships where they've like really shown up for her in times that her family didn't. And um, – or their, the person's partner didn't. And I'm like, yeah, like at the end of the day, as long as you have like great people in your life and you live for yourself and like – I've come to terms with the fact that I would like to have children by myself if that's what it if that's what I need to do, then that's okay. Um, yeah. And accepting that has been like a really big burden off my shoulders because it's like, okay, if if a man doesn't enter the picture uh, soon enough for me to have kids, then I find my own path. And guess what? He's probably going to show up at some point when I'm like eight months pregnant and like, you know, like yep. you, it's just one of those things where you have to accept like the hilarity of the universe. And I think being okay with that, I'm not really okay with that, but I'm like, it's an option and having the option out there in your head may help. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have said that better. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. It was kind of like a weird emotional thing to say out loud. And then I said it out loud to my best friend, kind of like in passing. Oh, because one of my best friends is freezing her eggs. Not because she's single. She's with her partner. But she's like, we don't necessarily know if we want kids, like that whole thing. So I'm going to freeze my eggs. And I was like, yeah, you know, if I hit 35, I'm going to start figuring out my options because that's only five years away now. And once I said it out loud, it was like, huh, that actually doesn't feel so bad to say. This is going to sound really weird, like so weird. But I feel like you and Jake – 
Jake, the producer, Jake Tuff. Oh, would be those friends that have that, like, if we're both still single at 40, like, let's just do it. <laughs> he has literally asked me to marry him. So, <laughs> and we always joke, like, we're in a group chat with other friends and I'll, like, get home from a date or something and be like, ah, everything sucks. And he'll be like, why won't you date me? Like, I, I think joking, but um, I would murder that man if he was the children to my father or what no if he was the father to my children because he'd be like let's make a funny video and I'd be like they need to go to school oh my god I Um, mean that doesn't sound like the worst problem in the world no no it doesn't but that's hilarious you just said that that. yeah because this like like, this is either gonna be exactly it or she's gonna be like never no no kind of was both yeah somehow both. both people have said that he said that but so um, I really, no offense, Jake, you know, I love you. I hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> Have you ever tried doing or thought about doing like a, a background? If you guys didn't know this, um, if you're new to Erica, should have started with this. Erica's on the radio in San Diego. She's oh. on their morning show. Yes. Um, Gina and Frankie in the morning. Have you ever thought about doing like a speed dating segment or like, like Erica wants to go on dates? Like if you're in, between you this age, someone. like, Yeah. We haven't necessarily yet. I mean, I moved here and within three months met Denver guy and then have kind of been in the aftermath of that up until recently. Um, We just kind of recently started being open about my dating life again, but um, open to it. But uh, I don't know how to say this without like shitting on radio, but some of the demographic (laughs) listening might not be my dude because every time I go on dates and guys are like, oh, what do you do? And I tell them, they're like, that's cool. I don't listen to the radio. And I'm like, you should. It's actually good but stuff think on about, there. You know, think about someone who's just commuting to work every day, driving in their car. They put the radio on. Totally. And I have a lot of, like, girlfriends who commute here who listen Yeah. before they yeah. were friends with me. So, like. There you go. You never know. Maybe they have a friend. Maybe. These are. Well, I like the idea. I like where your head's at. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll come up. We'll, we'll finesse it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll <laughs> perfect it. Okay. To close this out, I don't want to ask you what your favorite piece of dating advice is because you've already answered that oh, so right. beautifully the last time you were here. Thank you. But <gasps> wait, I think wait, what? can I addendum that? Yes, remember you can. How I, remember how I talked about how my sister was divorced and she had given me the best advice? Yes. She is recently engaged. Um, yes. So she went through a divorce really young and then met the love of her life and is getting married next year. So really exciting. Um, so there is hope for everyone out there, no matter what there situation you're in. What was your last question going to be? <laughs> I was thinking somewhere, something along the lines of what would you Erica today tell your, tell Erica a few months ago, the second you hung up that FaceTime of being <sighs> broken up with. First of all, your face is not going to fall off. I had cried so much it felt like my head was going to explode. Um, I thought you were telling me my face isn't going to fall off from your answer. (laughs) (laughs) And then you continue to like that makes more sense. In the moment, I literally thought my entire face was going to come off of my head. It was so painful. I was in a lot of pain. Um, hmm. You, first of all, will be okay. But also just embrace this next couple months because you're going to have some of the most fun. I literally had such a fun winter 
because I just like made really, really good friendships because I wasn't hung up on trying to fly to Denver every month, trying to schedule FaceTimes, trying to make sure I was home on certain weeknight or weekend nights because we wanted to have FaceTime dates. Like I really was able to just kind of let go of everything I thought I knew my life was going to look like and just surrender to it. And it turned, I literally have like, I, on October 16th, (laughs) I had two good friends here. And now I have like a solid girl group. I feel like every weekend is busy. I feel very filled. Like my cup is filled in all parts of my life, except for my love life. And that's something that hopefully will come. Um, And I, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way on the day that we broke up. So yeah, it gets better. <laughs> it always does. And for any of those people who wrote in, like, you know, saying that they were still struggling, like, I think that's when that's what happens when we just hold on to things for too long, because I've done that in past relationships. And I've wondered why, 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 why? And it's like, this time, I think within six weeks or so, I hit that point of like, we'll figure it out if it's supposed to be. And if it's not supposed to be, we'll move on. Yeah. And I think there's so much truth to like, you have to create closure for yourself because you're Mm -hmm. not always going to get it from someone else. And the longer you hold on, the more you're just breaking your own heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hope to speak to him again someday, but I don't, that day is not today, you know, like there's still healing to be done and like moving on to be done before I could be okay with that. Yeah. So Erica, Thank yes. you so much for coming back. Thank you so much. Oh, man, I really like Where? every time I'm on yeah. here, I really overshare. So, I mean, that's what you do. What I do with best. Erica Shea. Yeah. You guys is literally like my favorite podcast. I don't think you guys understand. <laughs> like, it's so nice. it is so, so good. And, and I could not recommend it more highly. I was going to say for you to shout out where everybody can find you, but oh. go listen to Oversharing with Erica Shea yes. wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, yes. Where else can people find you? On all socials, I'm Erica Shea with three A's at the end. Shea spelled S H E A, not S H A E, just for people wondering. Like Shea. Oh, is S H A E Shea Butter? Shea Butter? I don't think um. so. I think that there's just two ways to spell it. So, so Erica Shea okay. with three A's at the end. Erica Shea. Yeah. And if you're in San Yay. Diego, listen to Channel 9 through 3. Gina and Frankie in the mornings. I'm on there. Amazing. And actually, I want your advice on this. I've been trying to figure out a closing line, like how to just do my outro for seeing other people for two years and one month that I've had this podcast. <laughs> okay. And I finally thought of something. I was like in the shower the other day and I thought of something and I was like, oh my God. And Jake was like, no, that's so corny. And Cammy. My editor was like, that's amazing. So I'm going to try it for the first time. Okay. But then I want your response. Okay. All right. Thank you again, Eric. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. See you guys next time. Until then, keep seeing other people. Freaking adorable. Yeah? Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, like you either say, um, keep seeing other people or like, at first, at first, I thought, like, until then, I'll be seeing other people. But I want to tell you guys, like, I'll see you yeah. guys. We'll see each other next time. Until then, keep seeing other people. Yeah, no, I love it. I okay, love it so much. Great. Now you've inspired me to end mine with, like, thanks for oversharing. Oh, my God. I yeah. love that. Or something. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've All right. Been, well, wow. Erica, everybody listening, thank you so much. Don't forget to give a five-star rating and review. That's Share right. this episode with your friends, with your group chat. Share it on your story. Tag seeing other people. Tag Erica Shea with three A's. That's right. And, and I will see you next time. Until then, keep seeing other people.
Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!